Just cut me off. It's right. No, I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> Such a prima donna. That's right. He's gonna, he's gonna get a big head, you know. Now they, that he's running the the podcast all by himself, or at oh. least that's what people think. We know he's just Suzanne know, is running the podcast. Yeah. I just talk. John's really just the beautiful face we put out to everyone. Well, on, on I, the I podcast. Guess, that's right. But let me let me re- rephrase that. The beautiful voice. Um, some might say you've got a face for radio. I, I say that often. I do yeah. have a face for radio. Thank you. Thanks. I might bring yeah. that up during the podcast today, so we'll see. Welcome to Precon Geeks, the podcast where precon folks geek out on all things pre-construction. Every week, we'll talk about trends impacting the construction industry and emerging tech. You can also tune in to hear exclusive interviews with industry experts. Excited to hear more? Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts now and visit www.beck-technology.com. Welcome to Precon Geeks, your home for all things pre-construction, brought to you by Beck Technology. I am your host, John Reich, and I am joined today by our very own Mr. Frank Dickinson, our customer relationship executive here at BeckTech. How are you doing, Frank? Doing good. Um, you know, just had had an awesome week last week with our, our Precon World uh, kind of event and, and just con- consumption of, of the last, it feels like probably six months of planning and um, awesome to see our customers, but also uh, getting back to that full inbox and trying to work our way through it and make sure that we're uh, taking care of our customers that didn't get the chance to join us. So, but yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Anytime you go like any of these conferences or anytime you take a couple of days to go uh, not do your day job type thing, whether it's personal or whether it's professional, it's always tough to jump back into it. I just takes me like a day or two just to get back into the swing of things again afterwards. So yeah, you almost need a vacation from your vacation when you get back. Yeah, so. yeah. And then the the even better thing is I have jury duty tomorrow, so I'm not even going to be in tomorrow. Which lucky you. It's having so much fun sitting at the courthouse and uh, yeah. you know doing my civic duty. But getting getting paid. Uh, well, at least getting pretty young. I'm not sure they're going to be paying you quite as much as you'd like, but. Hopefully it's at least interesting. You never know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I've uh, I have served on a jury before, and it was uh, a wrongful death suit, so that was not the most fun. But uh, and then uh, the second time I got called in, the guy didn't show up, so they I got to leave at like nine in the morning. So here's hoping that I can say I did my duty and I don't have to actually do anything for it. That's really the dream, right? For everything. Yeah, I think that's everyone's dream is just yeah. be able to. Claim you did something without actually doing something. I offered. You guys didn't want my help. I can't do anything about it. So there you go. All right. So um, well, we do actually have. It's not just for the chat about duty, jury duty. <laughs> I do have Frank on for a specific reason. We that, wanted that's to a talk different about podcast. That's a yes, different podcast that's very, altogether. Very different. This is not true crime or anything like that. But um, so uh, Frank, Frank has a lot of experience with software vendors and uh, on the customer side. And we wanted to talk about how to best uh, make your relationship with your software vendor the best relationship you can have and how to get the most out of that relationship. So so first off, like, Frank, what do you think? Where do you think things go wrong? I'm going to start there. And then what can we do right? Like, yeah. where, where do you think things go wrong when you start working with a vendor? Well, I mean, I, I think there, there's kind of two sides to that coin is like, OK, 
um, there's the vendor side and, and, you know, are they engaged with their customers? Are, are they, you know, making sure that they're using the software that they're, you know, trained and, and that they have the resources available to them? And then I think the other side of it is, you know, are you continuing your education? Are you continuing to, to push that vendor to make their software better, to give you resources to learn things, to um, actively engage with you? And mm-hmm. um, I, I think kind of both those have to play in, but but certainly as a, a consumer of a software, um, I think, yeah, it's great. You sign a contract, there's all this excitement, and woo, we got a new software that's gonna make our life better. Um, and you, you start going through implementation and there's all this momentum. Um, and then I think you, you know, there, there is the ability to, to be done with implementation and we start using the software and we get into our daily lives and then we stop learning about the software. Well, I, I don't know many software companies that are still around. There are some, uh, that, that are kind of legacy solutions, but most software companies are still putting out new features and functionality and growing and i think as a consumer of those it it is your responsibility to your company to get the most out of that Um, and so you know you've got to leverage that software vendor to to give you those resources i always use the phrase when i'm talking to our customers like be a squeaky will and i think to some degree you have to be squeaky to your software vendors if there's something it can't do you gotta let them know and maybe it's just because you don't know how to do it or maybe it's a, a product enhancement, or maybe it's a workflow. And so I, you know, to me, to get the most out of any relationship, you, you've got to communicate and you've got to ask and you, you've got to be afraid to push on people, which I'm probably going to regret telling our customers to push on us. <laughs> I'm going to refer them to you, Frank. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'll, I'll make sure and, and give you John Reich's home address and cell phone number later at the end of this podcast so you can push on him. That, that will, uh, Suzanne will take that out and post. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah. that taken care of. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think actually the best kind of analogy for this is you, you talked about making sure that you're up to date on what it can do. And, you know, really, if you look at like just your, your iPhone, for example, or what mm-hmm. Android phone, whatever phone you get, <laughs> there are so many different things you can do with that. And if you aren't keeping up to date with every year, whenever they make updates and how it changes and what they add to it, you're not going to get any use out of it, or nearly the amount of functionality and use out of it that you can that you can get for sure. But I also think like there's some easy ways to go find that. You can go Google. You can say, hey, I wonder if it can do this. You if you just Google or look up on Reddit or anything, like can I do this on my phone? You likely can. And yeah. I think that's that's kind of the, the. There's so many little tools and functions that you don't see. And that, that I think that goes for just about every piece of software. Um, if you go to your Windows computer and you say, I want to see if Windows can do this. Like my son was, you know, he's showing me stuff all the time about, oh, yeah, you can have your Windows computer just set up with this automation and do that. And those kind of things are are everywhere. And your software vendor should be helping you guide you through that process. And I think that's really the differentiator is that a true partner will help guide you through that and show you what these new features are so that you're not just kind of Googling and going on Reddit or relying on your 15-year-old to, to tell you about it. <laughs> Although relying on, on your 15-year-old might be a really good strategy as well because they're, they're technology native. They grew up with technology. But in terms oh, of- 100%, yeah. but 
to be fair, he knows <laughs> nothing about estimating software. So that, I mean, he's not going to help me on that side. So, well, you know, you could change that. That's all I'm going to say is you. That is true. It. That is true. Oh, but no, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, Google, Reddit, like all those are, are great resources, especially if you're trying to figure things out. But I also think like this may even take a step back to evaluating, which we were talking about. It is a whole nother kind of process and maybe right. a whole nother episode we should do. But I think evaluating a software vendor isn't just the technology as it stands today. It isn't just, you know, um, their customer references. It's looking at their website and seeing what resources are out there and are they actively evolving. I know uh, one of the things that gets me excited about what we do here, and, you know, obviously I'm biased and I've drank the Beck Tech Kool-Aid, but uh, one of the things that gets me excited is we have an awesome community of users. We have an awesome help center. Uh, we've got people on staff that are constantly putting out training videos. And and when I look at other softwares, we, you know, as a, a as an organization, we just kind of transitioned earlier this year to a new proposal software to create contracts and amendments and all that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just about the core functionality. It was about, okay, what are the resources? What is support like, you know? Um, can I self-service myself, but also can, do they keep us up to date on what's going on? And uh, in the end, we, we chose one that not only had those things and had cool features and everything, but also they push us to meet with them consistently, right. which, um, you know, partnerships, one of those words that I, I think has lost a lot of meaning, especially when you're talking about software, because every company uses it, but the ones that actually use it and follow through are the ones that, that I think are, are valuable to you. And, and you know, it, it's that it's like a marriage. I mean, you've got to have both sides pushing each other. And I, I think um, any way you can push your software vendors just means in the future, you'll have a much better software coming out of that vendor. So, yeah, I think I think that's a good you brought up the, the word partnership. I think that's a good way of looking at this is I think your best software vendors, your best relationship software vendors are built around a partnership and making sure that you guys are both both bringing something to the table to make it the most successful it can be. So on that, what do you think as a a good partner you should do? Uh, so if I'm buying a piece of software, if I bought a piece of software and I'm implementing that and I'm trying to roll it out to my company, what what are the things I need to be doing with my vendor to give them that value so that they can they'll see me as a valued customer? Yeah, I mean, I think Number one is, is both sides should kind of have an idea of what success looks like before you really even start implementing. So if you know what success looks like on your side and they know what success looks like to you, you can both work cohesively towards that. And I think that's hugely important to mm -hmm. ensuring you're getting the most out of it. Um, and, and then really just making sure that when you hit issues, um, you're not just sitting there. I use the term suffering in silence in silence but you're saying like you hit an issue let them know because at least from our side as a vendor unless we know about it we don't have a red flag that just pops up in front of support and says hey this estimator's computer crashed like we don't know about it until you tell us and the best way to help us catch bugs or, or help your software vendor catch bugs and, and make the product better is to be communicative to tell them when things don't work or things feel clunky um, I think a lot of times we, we get in this habit of, oh, I don't have time to do that. And sometimes you really don't. Um, you're trying to get a bid out the door. You're trying to meet a deadline. You you just don't. But 
doing anything and everything you can to to then go back and report that it is hugely important so you don't hit it the next time you have something to do um i i mean to to me those are the best customers is and mo may not agree is like it's the ones that are always hitting him up and, and saying hey like this isn't working how we expect it to or or how it worked in in the past or this feels clunky or weird um and so i think that's how we progress as a company is our, our best customers tell us you know how we can improve so yeah i would i would say it's not just how we can improve but like you said the suffering and silence thing don't like one of the things that I, I, you know, and this is back whenever I was on the GC side, I was one of the early adopters of of Destiny and I would figure out workarounds for lots of things. And it's like, okay, well, this isn't doing what I want, but I'll I'll make it work and I'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. That's really not being a good partner at all because yeah. I'm not giving the good feedback of this is what needs to improve. And I think that's really what we need to make sure you're doing as a as a partner is give us that feedback. Don't just say, um, hey, this isn't working. Be like, these are the specific steps I took. This is what happened. What I expect to happen is this, because then that's actionable. It's the same thing like if uh, if I get an argument with my wife and she's like, well, you're not uh, doing enough. That doesn't help me. I need to know <laughs> specifically what I need to be doing more of. And and that's just it, it, you know being specific and using uh, specific language can help quite a bit in terms of solving those problems. And so I think that's that's one thing I would really say if you're going to be a partner to your vendor or partner to any client or partner to any customer, um, being specific and giving specific feedback of what you need and how you need it is 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 critical to that. Yeah, I I think you hit a, a, a on something that I want to touch on is like you said if you want to be a good partner to your vendor like that to me has like such a heavy like connotation to it of like oh i've got to be it's really not like this huge lift i mean even as simple as sending an email to say hey like i hit this bug here's or i i was having issues doing this here it is and and off to the races like that even helps us it doesn't have to be like i attend every you know um webinar and i i am actively engaged in advisory board like yes we want those customers and they're awesome and great but you don't have to have like that full level of like i'm taking hours out of my week to to engage with back tech it can be as simple as an email um you know obviously we want to meet with you um quarterly at a minimum and so like Mm -hmm. just bringing those things up even then helps us tremendously it although i would think my mentality is when when I'm evaluating software, I want to be engaged with the partner. I want the best out of it. But I get like you have a day job that that pays for the bills at the company, and it's not informing yeah. the tech of how we can be better. So to me, it's like that. In my mind, partnership is such a heavy thing, but it doesn't have to be. It can be as simple as report things when they break. To your point, like if you've got a workflow that you've developed to to get around something that doesn't work the way you want. Like, let us know about it. Um, maybe we have a better way even that we can inform you already and, and help simplify that. So Yeah, and I, but I, and I think that's a key part is if you let your software vendor know, hey, I this is how I'm making it do what I want to do. Sometimes that, you know, it could be a, hey, we need to implement that change in the software and make the change. Sometimes it could be, oh, well, we have a way to do that. It's just not what you intuitively did. 
but here's the here's the path you can get to. And I run into that a lot with with a lot of my clients is oh, we can get you to that same end goal. If you want that end goal, we can get you there. If you want to go that path, that's a different path than we've devised. We can get you there a different route. And more often than not, most of the time, I would say everyone's like, oh, OK, well, if I can get the same end goal, that's all I care about, because that's really what most people want is they want the result. They don't care what path they take to get there. And I think that's probably the something that you need to be doing as a good partner is to be less con, you know, constricted with what path you're going to take and be open yeah. to new solutions. I think that's a that's a key part. And that's goes for both sides. The, the, yeah. The vendor I, I think, and the client. <laughs> yeah, I think approaching it with that open mind of like knowing your end goal. And I, I think that's why in my head, one of the first steps when you enter into that it is creating that kind of picture of what success looks like. Because the path to success you may have carved out in your mind, they may have carved out in theirs. And somewhere in the middle is where it actually happens. But if you don't both have the same end goals in place, you know, you're you're steering ships in different directions and you you may miss the target. And I, I think that's where, you know, a lot of implementations and, and partnerships and like you know, it leads to non-renewal, things like that is when you evaluate, you're not gonna buy the software knowing I'm not gonna buy this again. Yeah. You want to make it work. Um, so having that kind of joint language and, and joint success criteria through the life of the, the partnership with the customer. It doesn't just have to be for implementation. It can be, you know, how, how do we want to improve moving forward? Or here's some company initiative, like letting your software vendor know about those things. Yeah. It is hugely important, not only to, you know, the success of rolling out across team and, and getting adoption and utilization, but also helping the vendor understand where they need to steer the product to help meet initiatives like like your company has yeah i think that's the, again it's the same kind of thing you're going to give feedback on where, ways the product can be improved we can help give feedback on ways we can help your company at the same time and like hey here's a good metric that we feel that you know we feel is a good measurable like mm -hmm. Because we see a lot of different companies on the software side, right? We've got hundreds of customers. Um, sometimes clients will have a very specific idea of how they want to do things. And yeah. like, okay, we understand that. But most people in the industry are actually gauging off of this metric. And I think that's something that we can help share that I think really can, can help people a lot. 100%. And the other thing is also like, let us know or let your vendors know if they're not being good partners to you. Yeah. That's another thing is it's just like marriage. If you're not being a good spouse or you think your spouse isn't being a good spouse, I mean, it's kind of the same way. It's like if you don't communicate, they're never going to know. So I'm sure we'll get tons and tons of letters about how great we are after this goes on. <laughs> but if there is something we could do better, let us know. Like we want that open, candid feedback. It's It's how we improve. It's how we get better. I think one of the things that excites me about our culture is the fact that we're we're always kind of doing postmortems and looking back and seeing yep. how we can improve our processes. And so like I think part of being a good partner, whether you're on the vendor side or or the customer side, is like telling each other how you can improve and, and how you yeah. can better support each other. So absolutely. Yeah, very important. Again, communication. Just about every topic we talk about is is all about communication. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's it's a communication industry. Yeah, all everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, thank you very much for having for coming on, Frank.
uh, appreciate you coming on and chatting with me and we might have you have you on in the future and we'll talk about software selection see you yeah, well, um, i'm all for it we'll, we'll see how many views this or listens this gets maybe you'll have me back maybe no, you won't no views this is a face for podcast frank this is yeah uh, this is not a yeah we do not want video chat no yeah well there, there's a reason you know i i'm wearing the dumb and dumber uh tuxedo right now as i thought this was a visual medium but I guess not. So yeah, no, and no one knows the wiser, so they they can't yeah. confirm or deny. So that's exactly. Works out well. So, well, well awesome. again, thank you for thank you for coming on, uh, and for anyone listening, if you would like to be on the podcast or like to suggest a topic to us, please email us at precongeek at beck-technology.com. Uh, you can also visit our website www.becktechnology.com. And, uh, you know, check everything out about us or go on our community and, and leave some feedback as to what we need to be talking about here. So, as always, thank you for listening and have a great day.